It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour. I'm Ed Huglin, your host for this evening. Tonight, we're going to be covering a very important topic about accountability, accountability and deflection. But before I get to that, the NASA Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. Each week on this program, five days a week, Monday through Friday at 7 p.m., you can hear from some of the nation's top intelligence and NASA security experts presenting tough conversations and bringing you hard-nosed reality checks that the American people need to hear in order to fully understand the true picture of the evolving status of national security. You can also find on this website a variety of articles published by different authors on a variety of different issues, including a number of books by the same members of our team across not just the National Security Hour, but all the various programs on AmericaOutloud.news. You could find my book, The Cognitive War, Why We Are Losing and How We Can Win, which is on Amazon, and you can get it today, but it's also on AmericaOutloud.news. So each week, I try to bring you, the audience, a more strategic perspective on key national security issues and bring truth and power to the people. Tonight, I want to talk about a subject that's come up more recently here, not just in my work environment, but also within my own local environment. It's called about accountability and deflection. Now, why is this important? Because when we take a look at what's happening in America, either at our local community level, our state level, or the federal level, I find it very interesting on a regular basis that when I engage with people who refer to themselves either as progressives or so-called independents, independents being that they never vote conservative, they always vote Democrat, but they like to call themselves independents as if they're independent-minded thinkers, okay? And we know what a load of shift that is. It is an atom shift, okay? That type of reasoning as independent voters or the progressive viewpoint is brought together when we take a look at accountability and who's held accountable for where we are now in our nation's situation with the crime, the murder rate going up, the economy tanking, you have corruption in the White House. Who's being held accountable here? So I'm going to take a look at a number of different areas tonight, from impeachment to murder to the China flu. We'll take a look at the military failure to recruit, climate change and immigration, constitutional rights, homelessness and drugs, and the government, who in fact is serving who? Is the government serving you or are you serving the government? Now, when we take a look at independents and progressives who say they are such, but they always vote Democrat, okay, 
they push their bankrupt and racist policies, like the welfare requirements that bankrupt did the family, or CRT, okay, critical race theory, which tells you that if you're white, you're racist. If you're black, you're too dumb to learn. Okay, how racist is that? Defund the police, okay, ignore our laws on immigration or another, or transgenderism. And when issues like this, like the rape of a young lady by a transgender that happened in Loudoun County, Virginia, not too far away from where I reside, okay, they said, well, now they say, well, that person really, that man, that man wasn't really a transgender. But here you have Kendall Jackson, the Supreme Court, new person on the Supreme Court, a woman, a black woman, when asked by Congress during her uh, testimony in terms of her confirmation hearing, couldn't define a woman. Now, you've heard me before in this program is identified as a black female male lesbian, okay? What's to stop me based on the way the Democrats and the progressives and so-called independents, okay, define things? What's to stop me from saying I'm a black woman? Nothing. Because according to them, I can identify as whoever I want. I could say I'm a male lesbian. I can become part of the LGBTQ plus WXYZIA crowd, okay, and self-protected group, okay? But what's wrong with this? It's because when the issues like this rape occurred, now you hear the progressives and the Democrats and these so-called independents backtrack, backtrack so that they're not held accountable for this rape by saying, well, that man really wasn't a transgender. He just said he was. Well, so what the hell's the difference? What's the difference? There isn't any. And when a Supreme Court justice can't define what a woman is, how do we know she's black? How do we know she's African-American or black? I mean, how do we know that? She says she is. She may look that way. But what's the science behind it? According to the Democrats and even herself, if she can't define what a woman is, perhaps maybe she's a man. Maybe she's a white male with white privilege. You see where this Orwellian dystopian language goes? They use this information in this ongoing domestic cognitive war to drive false narratives and other policy decisions which are bankrupting America, subverting our, our government, from an insurrection within. Now, let's take a look at recently another example. Impeachment with nothing. That's what the Democrats are calling right now what's happening with the impeachment inquiry. It's just an inquiry, okay? And, and the spineless conservatives need to be going full bore on this stuff, okay? It shouldn't be just an impeachment inquiry. Remember, Donald Trump was impeached twice for what? A phone call. A phone call. Here you have evidence of complete corruption by the Biden administration and being completely compromised by China and Russia with tens of millions of dollars of money flowing to hidden bank accounts. And you've seen 
Biden purposely lied, the Manchurian president purposely lied. But they had a phone call and then they marched like a bunch of stooges in a Stalinist show trial twice now with that piece of Schiff, Adam Schiff, and his mommy dearest, Nancy Pelosi, across Congress twice with impeachment documents on Trump. But what do they say now? The Republicans have an impeachment with nothing. And this all after two false statements on lies. So now Mother Jones, the left-wing rag, Dan Friedman wrote in there, with nothing on Joe Biden, Republicans move towards impeaching him anyway. He says the GOP isn't interested in what Hunter Biden actually did. Over the last nine months, Republicans have assembled a decent case that Hunter should not be president of the United States. Well, of course. He's a former drug addict. Drug addict. And just like RFK Jr., I have no idea why people think he's something great, the bee's knees, to be the next president in the United States from the Democrat side, or why the Republicans like him so much. He's a former druggie. Someone has that type of brain, are you really wanting them to sit in the White House? Well, let's go back to the impeachment thing. Friedman writes, is it fair to fault President Biden for failing while the IP to stop his son from joining the board of Burisma? We know that the bank records show that nearly $20 million in payments were directed to the Biden family members through various shell companies. This is what Kevin McCarthy told reporters. McCarthy also cited claims that eyewitnesses that Hunter Biden arranged brief interactions with his father. And then this, this, this author of the article, Mother Jones, says the speaker failed to mention that these eyewitnesses did not establish that Joe Biden knew he was meeting, who he was meeting with. Well, if you have the vice president of the United States and he doesn't know who he's meeting with, are you kidding me? These people have front offices that look at everything. So what you see here again is there's no accountability on the progressive independent side Okay, there's no kind of, and when it comes to then actually holding people accountable, they deflect. They deflect. Well, he didn't know about his son. How can you prove he knew about his son? It's almost as you see, see the three monkeys there where they hear and speak and see no evil. But yet, this guy from Mother Jones, he ignores the Russian millions, the diamonds from the Chinese. And the Biden administration's policies that support this. And so do the rest of the left-wing radical lemmings on the Hill. They pay no attention to this. They ignore it. They deflect. Everything's a deflection. And you can see that piece of shift, Adam shift, that is, continually go on the Hill and lie again now, like he did during the two impeachments. Like he did about the dossier, as he had all these secrets which he knew Trump was guilty, but he never came through with them. Because why? They didn't exist. Now let's take another look at how the Democrats and progressives, radical progressives, look at accountability and then deflect. So when we saw the January 6th demonstrations, we saw a Capitol Police officer who shot and killed the demonstrator, Ashley Babbitt. But now... According to an article in Newsmax by Michael Byrd, he's going to be promoted. 
So here's a here's the officer who's getting a planned promotion who shot Ashley Babbitt, who was then 35, while she was attempting to climb through a broken window, a barricaded door in the Capitol. She had no weapon on her. She was crawling through. He was 30 to 50 feet away, and he shot her in the neck, and she was unarmed. He shot an unarmed civilian who was not an immediate threat in the neck and murdered her, in my opinion. And yet, he's not being held accountable. So, what did they do? Well, they used the Attorney General to deflect, and they used the rest of the mainstream media propaganda horse to deflect. The Justice Department made the decision not to bring criminal charges against Officer Byrd. He said a probe by the Capitol Police Office found Byrd's conduct was lawful and within department policy. Is it within department policy to shoot unarmed civilians and murder them? Really? I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene and a few others have rightfully said they need to investigate this more fully because there's civil rights abuses here. Not just civil rights abuses, the criminal aspects. So also being promoted by the captain, uh, by Capitol Police is Carolyn Edwards, who testified before the House Committee about the violence she saw. She recalled how she was knocked down unconscious and described environment as a war zone. And she's going to be promoted to sergeant. But they don't want to talk about what the reality was that happened that day. Because when you take a look at the murder of Ashley Babbitt, what do they do? They deflect. They said, well, this was a riot. This is an insurrection. Well, they weren't armed. None of the none of the January 6th people are charged with an insurrection. But that's the false narrative. So they deflect. Meanwhile, you get an officer who get put life in jail for an unauthorized hold on a career criminal, George Floyd, who had 11 times the dose of fentanyl necessary to kill a man in his body. He's a druggie. He's a wife abuser. He's a woman abuser. But based on that, the progressives and radical left promote extreme violence through Antifa, BLM, and $2 billion worth of damage. But yet, here again, you have a murdered civilian in the U.S. Capitol who is no threat, an Air Force veteran, a mother, and she's crawling through a door and she gets shot in the neck and murdered, and there's no accountability. There's no real investigation. And so, again, you can see the accountability is only on one side, and the deflection is continued. Remember, good for thee, but not for me. Good for thee, but not for me. That's the Democrats' mantra. I mean, there's only so much we can take of this. But Americans have to wake up. This is part of an ongoing and purposeful cognitive war. The cognitive war is about influencing and affecting and impacting the cognitive domain, the most important domain, which is the human mind, your will, your spirit, your beliefs. And once they get you to acquiesce 
and start to parrot their false narratives that all the January 6th people were rioters and insurrectionists. No, they weren't. But you continually hear that on the mainstream media, the propaganda horses that refer to them. And this is all part of a pattern of behavior. It's a purposeful pattern of behavior, but it's very effective. One has to give the progressive radical left a lot of credit because they fine-tuned the art of the narrative, the false narrative, and fine-tuned the art of driving the narrative. Whereas on the conservative side, it's react, react. And they never seem to hold anyone accountable. Have you noticed that? They never seem to hold anyone accountable. So when we come back from break, I'm going to talk about several other examples here about accountability and deflection because it's part of this ongoing cognitive war. But be sure to make AmericaOutloud.news, AmericaOutloud.news, your daily stop for all the latest news and happenings. We must all do our part and share the stories, the articles, the podcasts, and videos to help secure America's future. I'll be right back. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Welcome back to the NASA Security Hour. This is Ed Hugland, your host for this evening. Today, we're talking about accountability and deflection. Accountability and deflection is part of the ongoing domestic and global cognitive war in terms of how the radical left and progressives and so-called independents tend to use false narratives, disinformation, dystopian language, Orwellian language, 
to avoid accountability and to deflect and place the blame on others. Now let's take a look at the China flu, which should be its proper name, otherwise known as COVID. The former director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, Dr. Anthony Fauci, confirmed during an interview in ABC's This Week recently that the COVID vaccines can cause myocarditis, particularly in young men. Now, here's the same man that a couple of years earlier was saying that this can't happen at all. He dismissed it. He downplayed the concerns of potential side effects of the COVID vaccines. But yet the same man pushed, along with Biden and his administration, the Manchurian president and his administration pushed mandatory vaccinations on all Americans, our pilots, our military, our national security officials. Many of those, many of those are young men. A large percent of those are young men, especially in the military and in national security and in our airlines. And now you see them dropping like flies because they're getting heart attacks in the middle of flight. They're getting heart attacks in the football field. They're getting heart attacks as they're doing their work on line of duty, patrolling the border or other things, and dying. So during the interview, Fauci was asked to discuss the recent surge in COVID-19 cases and the ongoing vaccine drive. Remember, this is the same guy who lied to you, said if you got the vaccine, you couldn't get COVID. This is the same guy who originally said you don't need masks, then you need masks, then you don't need masks. This is the same guy who said, follow the science. And he's lied. This is the same guy saying that that the Chinese flu, the China flu, didn't come from Wuhan lab. Although Dr. Li Minyang, who escaped from China and came to the United States and has her own program on AmericaOutloud.news called The Voice of Dr. Yen, she and I have a regular discourse here on her show, the voice of Dr. Yen, or here on the National Security Hour, about cognitive warfare. And we talk about the COVID vaccine and COVID a lot. And the cover-up. Cover-up by now, we understand our intelligence community through a whistleblower was likely paid to have their top analysts shut up about their findings that this came from the lab. But remember, Fauci said, oh, no, it couldn't come from the lab. It, it, it was an animal to animal. Well, now he knows full Schiff, Adam Schiff. It's not a safe vaccine. Five days before the largest vaccination campaign in history, Fauci urged Americans to trust the vaccines and trust the science. He argued, was a reflection of the extraordinary scientific advances and did not compromise safety nor did it compromise scientific integrity. And the mainstream media propaganda whores jumped on the bandwagon in streams. But where's the accountability? There is no accountability for Anthony Fauci's lies, his funding while being rejected by the national security apparatus to the Wuhan lab for this gain-of-function research, So he did it despite that. He lied about 
the research. He lied about the science. He lied about the shots. He lied about the impacts. And what is accountability? There is none. Because once again, they deflect. Oh, it's a moment. Is only we knew it at the moment. We learn more things after the thing. See, they deflect. But yet now they're once again pushing and pushing and pushing for more vaccines. Yet only 17% of Americans got this new vaccine. Why? Because they don't trust the government anymore, and rightfully so. They're learning that the government has lied to them, folks like Fauci and such. You know, even in some assisted living places, they won't got they will not give the elderly the new vaccines because they've seen the impacts and the deaths caused by the vaccines. So let's take another topic near and dear to my heart, being a former Air Force veteran or being a former Air Force military officer and now a veteran. The drop in military recruiting. So we take a look at the military recruiting over the last year since Biden's come in with Mussolini, Millie, and autistic Austin in charge. And now you have this new chairman who's nominated who wants racist quotas for blacks and whites, not based on qualifications, not based on talent, but based on race. Racist quotas. So when you see these folks come out and push CRT, understanding what white wage is. And then they undertake a manhunt for these so-called white supremacists that are pervasive in the military. Where are they? Where are they? Have you heard anyone of them being arrested? Have you heard the legions and the thousands of the military members who are white supremacists being identified and kicked out? No because they don't exist. It's part of the false narratives. But when they come in and they push this crap, they push this shift, like Adam Schiff, the lies on American people in the military. They push the critical race theory. They allow transgenders to serve, even though they have a 95, 85 to 95% likelihood of trying to commit suicide because there's a mental disorder. Okay, and then when you see them put man, men with the penis and allow them to go inside a woman's shower because they identify, they identify themselves as transgender. And you wonder why we're having problems with military recruitment. You wonder why we're having problems with military recruitment. I mean, all I have to do is take a look at the Bud Light ad. And you get the picture. If you're going to serve to protect and defend the Constitution in the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, do you then want to be labeled as a white supremacist? A homophobia? Or a racist? Unless you comply with the indoctrinization and bullcrap they're putting into the military? So this year, the Navy's going to miss their recruiting goals by 7,000 sailors. And the other services are going to miss their recruiting goals as well. To preclude this, the Navy has been offering and raising the maximum enlistment bonus to $75,000, according to some reports. 
and raising the maximum enlistment enlistment age now to 41. So not only are they destroying our military from within, they're destroying his readiness, and they're going ahead and raising the ages here. So now you're going to have a bunch of older folks serving in the military who are politically correct and compliant, who support drag queen shows, and look over their shoulder for everyone being a white supremacist. That's not how the military I knew operated. It's team. Despite race, creed, color, it's team because you're all Americans. You all bleed red. And you all bleed red, white, and blue. But now what are they doing in the military? They're purposely subverting it and undermining it by these morons like Millie and Austin and Brown who bring a racist political ideologically warped agenda and where's the accountability there's no accountability but I will say there's a slight bit of accountability but it doesn't relate specifically to that with Senator Tuberville from Alabama putting a hold on all the nominations and forcing these woke generals and admirals to go through a lengthy process one by one through the Senate and what you see in an article that was published just recently in the Navy Times is that the Secretary of the Navy, Carlos del Toro, slammed Tuberville for holding up the nominations to get the wokeness out of our Navy. Well, God bless Tuberville. God bless Tuberville. He's trying sound accountability. But what's this Navy Secretary say? He says, I would argue, Tuberville, that he's actually doing is playing Russian roulette with the very lives of our military service members by denying them the opportunity to have the most experienced combat leaders in those positions. Well, let me ask you a question here, America. Each of those military leaders has a number two. Those number twos are supposed to be also top leaders. So how is it that our military readiness and effectiveness is being so dramatically impacted because the woke generals not or admirals aren't getting into place? Perhaps their number twos are just that, number two. Get the picture? Like a bunch of Schiff, like Adam Schiff. All right, now let's take a look at another subject. Well, one more second. So no accountability on the recruiting. There's no calls in Congress to find out what's going on with the recruiting and the massive drops in recruiting. There's some cries and screams and some hearings about taking a look at why you're having drag queen shows, stuff like that. But again, no accountability. And what do the military lemmings and what do the left-wing lemmings do? They deflect. How do they deflect? They say, well, the reason we can't get the recruiting is because the economy is so good. Biden economics. Biden economics is really, really good for the country. And then you go out in the street and you ask the average American, they say, what the hell are you talking about? But that's the deflection. So no accountability, and there's deflection. Climate change, same thing. Follow the science, remember? Follow the science. Where have we heard that before? So they blame the USA. They shut down our energy independence, our oil fields, our factories. But they never blame who? 
China or India. In its annual threat assessment last year in 2023, our intelligence community listed as what was the existential threat to our national security. They listed climate change. Climate change. This is the top intelligence report of the year to the nation. It's unclassified. But they listed as the existential threat climate change. And now, this year, Avril Harriman, the director of national intelligence, a lemming of the left, one of the progressive radicals, one of Brennan Stooges, comes out and says, this year, Hold, hold, hold the horses. This year, China and Russia are the main threats to our nation, our national security. Where the hell has she been? What happened to climate change? What happened to climate change? Well, it's still in there, along with diversity, equity, and inclusion. I mean, this is nuts. Anyhow, in an article in the Epic Times by Katie Spence, some people are trying to come back and hold some accountability or at least bring some sanity. So a group of meteorologists, scientists, now explain why there is no climate emergency. Flawed modeling, overblown rhetoric that drowns out real science for the sake of money and power. They point out that most of these climate scientists who are saying there's climate change what are they getting? They're getting paid big bucks to push this false narrative and false crap. There's no climate emergency, and that's why 1,609 scientists and informed professionals stated there's no climate emergency when they signed the Global Climate Intelligence Group's World Climate Declaration. And they said, basically, climate science should be less political what climate policy should be more scientific. And what's interesting here is, and this is how effective the cognitive war is by the left, is every time damn near you see a Republican or conservative or so-called independent get on TV with one of the mainstream media people and they start talking about climate change. And even the folks on Fox and other places I want to say, well, yes, there is climate change, but what? So they acknowledge a lie. They give credence to the lie. And they perpetuate the lie by doing that. But there's no facts to back that up. All the facts say exactly the opposite. And that's what these scientists come out to say. So the declaration signatories include Nobel laureates theoretical physicists, meteorologists, professors, and environmental scientists in worldwide. And they signed the declaration stating that climate emergency is a farce. They all stated the variation of it because it's, it's true, it's a farce. You know, the Earth, in this article, they say, has warmed about two degrees Fahrenheit since the end of the Little Ice Age in 1850. But that hardly constitutes an emergency. You've seen the fires in Canada recently pushed out more CO2 into the air that undid the last five years of progress anyone would have made. 
It's a natural disaster. It's a natural disaster. In this article, they say there's plenty of evidence that the average temperatures were higher during the so-called medieval warm period, about the year 1000, the Russian warm period, when grapes and citrus fruits were grown in now much colder Britain, or in the Holocene after the last regular ice age ended. So there's no climate emergency if people give credits to this crap all the time. But where's the accountability? There's no accountability. And where's the deflection? The deflection comes from perpetuating the lies and getting useful idiots to continually acknowledge and restate there's an emergency or there's actual climate change. Because they know if they don't, then they get vilified, they get censored, they get canceled. But where's their spine? So in climate change, there's no accountability for the destruction of our economy. Handing things in an economy over to China. And what do they do? They deflect. They deflect by using false narratives and lies. Now we're going to come back from break. We'll talk about the illegal immigration. Continue this discussion on accountability and deflection. Don't forget that all of our shows go to podcasts typically a day after they're aired here on AmericaOutloud.news. You can get them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and iHeart. And they play 24 by 7. They also play on Apple. Okay, so Apple Podcasts, get on there, read them for me. I'll be right back. Changing the world one person at a time. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Welcome back to the National Security Hour. This is Ed Huglin, your host for this evening. And tonight I'm talking about the cognitive war, the domestic cognitive war, and global cognitive war, but from a different perspective of accountability and deflection, and how accountability and deflection are used by the radical left in this war to avoid accountability for their actions and the destruction they cause 
by deflecting different things. Now, you can learn more about all this by getting my book, The Cognitive War, Why We Are Losing and How We Can Win. It's available on Amazon now. It's also on AmericaOutloud.news website. You can look under NASA Security Hour of my shows, or you can look under myself and other authors are out there as well. There's plenty to read and plenty of good books to read as well. But let's take a look at the next topic, illegal immigration and following the law. A U.S. judge recently ruled against a program offering deportation relief and work permits to immigrants throughout the country for those who are known as dreamers, quote-unquote dreamers, the DACA folks. Okay, the federal judge ruled that this DACA Act, Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, DACA, and it's near 600,000 enrollees, they ruled it illegal. Now, this DACA aspect was put in place when Barack Obama was president. It was over 12 years ago. It was put in place. But it took 12 years of lawsuits now to bring this forward, and it still is going to go to the Supreme Court. It's going to be appealed and go to the Supreme Court. But it took 12 years to get to this point where Texas and eight other states sued the attorney general sued that the program violates federal regulatory law and saddles them with costs related to education, health care, and law enforcement. Took 12 years. Now, that's 12 years for 600000 In the last three and a half years, seven to eight million have already crossed the border since the Biden administration, the Manchurian president, Biden's administration came into being. Eight million. That's eight cities of 20,000 people for every state in our union, all 50 states. And by the end of his administration, it'd be 10 million. That equates to 200,000 people per state or 10 cities of 20,000 people being placed in every one of our 50 states. Now, the governors and attorney general sued because of the impacts going to saddle them with costs for education, health care, and law enforcement. So what are you seeing now? You're seeing a tsunami, the beginning of a tsunami of financial, economic, health care, education, social services, welfare services, and law enforcement impacts like you will not ever see again, hopefully. But it's not anything we've ever seen before in America. But it's just beginning. And you're seeing the whining. You're seeing the whining come from where? Democrats and progressives who supported like freaking hypocrites this whole effort. So where's the accountability? There is none. The governors have tried to stop this but not wholeheartedly enough. They have constitutional rights to protect their states and national security. They've done very little. DeSantis and Abbott have done some, but not enough. But here again, you have the Democrats and progressives ignore the law, push back on the law. And now 12 years later on, this DACA case finally makes it, and they say it's illegal. And then during this time, you see the rape and murder and sex trafficking of hundreds of thousands of children. 
in an article by R.J. Hallman and Laura Rice in the Epic Times, they say, say, despite all the victory laps that Biden administration have taken as they brag about their unlawful policies and processing programs to reduce, on reduced immigration. On top of that, there's an undeniable link between the increase in illegal entrance, including, they didn't say this, but I will, okay, ISIS and other terrorists into the country. Now, the increases here also include unaccompanied children, which the numbers have increased by 50% this July alone. Now, this, this is the same administration who had repeatedly begged Central Americans not to send their children on this treacherous journey because at the hands of smugglers and traffickers, okay, they have a variety of different issues. Well, what happens here? Teenagers, members of MS-13 and other violent crime gangs take advantage of U.S. policy and push these children forward. More than 70%, according to this article, of unaccompanied children are teens 15 to 17. Well, what happens to them? They're raped. They're sex trafficked. They're sent out by DHS to so-called sponsors, who they have no freaking idea who these sponsors are, but they push these help with sponsors. And there's the case of Juan Carlos Garcia Rodriguez, a 17-year-old native of Guatemala who illegally crossed into El, El Paso. He was then turned over to juvenile services, health and human service custody, and released to a sponsor, a sponsor in Louisiana. Then on August 19th, of this year, just a little while back, he was arrested in the brutal murder of a, uh, as a suspect, as a suspect in the brutal murder of an 11-year-old migrant girl in Pasadena. So here, he, he allegedly rapes and murders another young migrant. But this little girl was found, assaulted, strangled, and put into a trash bag, and then hidden under her bed. She was found where? under her bed, in her home, and by her father. What a horrific experience. But where's the accountability? Do you hear the media stream, mainstream media talk about this? There's no accountability. They don't have any accountability. And so what's the deflection here? So the deflection is, you'll see the Democrats, the Democrats and the radical progressives come out now and feign their concern over the health and safety of migrants and children. Feign their concern about the health and safety of migrants and children, and also about the poor in America, while they dump 200,000 illegals in every state of the union, or the equivalent of. They're not going to every state necessarily, but they're dumping 8 to 10 million of them in the United States here. And so what happens to America's poor, our poor legal citizens, who then watch as these millions of illegals come in with hundreds of thousands of children who are then on their way here, murdered, raped, trafficked for sex or labor, or found dead trying to cross the border. There's no accountability, and they deflect. What did they deflect? They say, well, like that lying piece of Schiff, Adam Schiff, Mallorcas, the DHX secretary, this is the most secure border in history. There's not a crisis in the border. So he lies like a piece of shift, and then he goes on and they deflect. This is because we don't have 
legislation and policy on immigration. Well, we've had immigration law since this country was founded. And it is illegal to do what these people are doing. That's the law. Do we need to follow the law? That's what they took an oath to uphold, defend against all enemies, foreign and domestic. But they're not doing it. So again, no accountability for what they're doing here. The conservatives try a little bit, but they don't ever seem to get off first base. And then they deflect. It's the law. It's not our problem. It's the law. People aren't doing this. It's the racism. It's the racism by those people who don't want illegals to come in the country because they don't want to turn the country brown. Such bull crap. The real reason they're doing it is to advance the 21st century plantation of slavery, a new plantation of slavery independence. Because within the next 10 years, 25% of the United States population will now be of illegal aliens and their children with a 22 plus trillion dollar impact on this, the United States. It's going to destroy our health care, our education systems, our social security and other aspects. It's going to subvert overall system, but no accountability. And it's all then deflection. So let's take a look at another example, voting rights and violating the second, I mean, violating the second amendment and your constitutional rights. Now, Governor Michelle Grisham recently telegraphed what the far left plans to do. She declared basically a subset of martial law for her state by putting on hold your Second Amendment rights due to an emergency. Gun owners and activists held then held a protest over New Mexico's temporary ban on carrying firearms in public in the state capitol. To defy the governor's ban on open and concealed carry firearms, the gun owners, many visibly armed, held a rally in Old Town Albuquerque recently here in September. But what's interesting here is when Governor Grisham was in a hearing or a town hall or some form like that, she was asked about the fact that you're only banning legal gun owners who went through specific training and stuff to be able to carry concealed weapons or carry them open, the legal law-abiding citizens. Is this going to have any impact on the felons and the wolves who have illegally obtained the guns? And she said no. She said no. So there's little to no accountability. Now, the Democrat sheriff there, lo and behold, someone does have a spine. Sheriff Allen, John Allen, that he's not going to comply with the order because it's unconstitutional. The attorney general for the state also said it's unconstitutional. But what did the governor say? She said, I was elected to represent and safeguard all constituents and to ensure the balance between rights and public safety is maintained. Well, what the hell's going on here? So they float the trial balloon to purposely abrogate and take away your Second Amendment rights to see what the reaction is. It's not for public safety. Because you've seen in states where the most restrictive gun laws are, in progressive cities and progressive states where the most restrictive gun laws are, you have the cries crime rates. Why? Because the criminals know they can run free. They don't follow the law. They don't follow the law. 
So it's amazing. Here again, we have little to no accountability. One senator of the state is looking to impeach her. She should be impeached. But she also should be arrested by the local sheriff because she's abrogated her constitutional duty. She's abrogated her oath of office. She's not fulfilling her oath of office to defend and uphold the laws of this state or the U.S. Constitution. And under U.S. Code Title 18, she could be fined, jailed, and precluded from running from public office again. And she damn well better be. If we can't hold someone accountable for this, what do we do? But what's the, what's the deflection here? They're trying to stop the violence. They're trying to get guns off the street to make you safe. And they use these false narratives, this utopian language, and get these moronic lemmings of the left who buy into this crap to support them. All at the same time, these same morons vote for the same leftist folks who go into office then who release felons, release murderers, and release those who are assaulting you on the streets. And then they go and complain about it as if it's not their fault. So it's not only the voters and the governor. It's, I mean, the governor, it's also the voters. Where's the accountability? Well, they're getting karma. Just right. Deserved karma. If you're going to vote for insanity, by damned, you're going to get insanity. If you're going to vote for evil, you're going to get evil. And this is part of the ongoing cognitive war. The people don't fully understand. This is purposeful. It's not just one area. It's multiple areas, multiple facets. And I'm covering several of them tonight. It's purposeful chaos, confusion, terror. For what? To subjugate and control. Homelessness and drugs. That's another topic. Let's take a look at homelessness and drugs. Have, have you noticed over the last 10 years, <clears throat> we've never had a massive homelessness and drug issue like we have today? And where has this occurred again? It's been occurred mostly in progressive cities, large progressive cities, where they have masses homeless encampments, masses allocation of free drugs, free needles. They allow open sex, urination, defecation, and other things on the streets. Okay. And then now they're adding 8 to 10 million illegals on top of this. And the young adults are particularly vulnerable here because the young adults, foster care and other folks who really need help aren't going to get it because the social services, health care and everything are flooded, flooded with these illegal immigrants. But what's the deflection? Oh, it's always an afterthought. As the major homelessness is taking place in Democrat and progressive cities, okay, there's no accountability for that. And they say, well, it's because of failed policies. Well, who the hell's in charge? So they act as if it's someone else's job. You know, this whole aspect here just drives me insane. But this is a purposeful war in America. This is a purposeful war, blood sport for absolute power by the progressive Democrats. The last one, government and public servants. Who's serving who? Are you the servant? Voters asked in an article recently by Dave Winston, on Google's anything working in America. What is anything, if anything, is working in America? And data shows voters are waiting for an answer and they aren't happy with rising inflation, higher gas prices, more crime, more legal immigration, and growing feeling that no one is in charge. 
you have a government that now thinks you, the people, serve them. That's tyranny. That's despotism. That's subjugation. But what do the people do? They go out and they vote to further subjugate themselves. They repeat voting for those who are subjugating them and driving tyranny in the nation. And they expect a different outcome. That's the definition of insanity. You know, we cannot continue as this course unless we want to give up our nation. But again, where's the accountability? They don't uphold their oath of office. And the excuse now, it's your fault, the voters. It's the voters' fault. And in this case, that may be true because you're voting for the same stupidity things and expecting a different outcome. But the conservatives say nothing. They hold no one accountable. There's no jail time. There's no penalties. And they just move on to the next screw-up. Their excuse, I haven't heard one yet. I'd like to. You can listen to us here in the National Security Hour each week, 7 p.m., Monday through Friday. I'm here on the National Security Hour to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. I will go outside of the fog of the daily chaos to give you a strategic perspective on national security and speak truth to power, the power of we the people, so we together can best ensure the resilience and security of our republic. Thanks for joining us on the mission. The United National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America.